Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time to wake up. (laughs) It's five and we're live. Oh, is this thing on? I don't care. I want him to hear. This is the pregame show. Your early morning shot of sports on 95.7 The Game. Come on! Oh, yes, it is the pregame show. I am Joe Spadoni. Welcome in on this beautiful, chilly Wednesday evening here in the Bay Area. Say evening? Morning. Didn't get a lot of sleep last night. What happens when you have a three-year-old and a seven-month-pregnant wife? Not a lot of sleep, but that's all right. I was going down the Jimmy Garoppolo bad lip-reading rabbit hole, and that took up most of my time. What do we call on this? Lipgate? With Jimmy Garoppolo? Supposedly, the video that was circulating yesterday, and welcome in, this is the pregame show, 95.7 The Game. If you want to join the conversation at 888-957-9570, that's the Comcast Business Text Line as well, at 888-957-9570. We have a lot to get into today, and we're going to start with this, what I'm calling it, Lipgate. It started off, you saw it circulating, we talked about a little bit, the boys did on the morning roast and the, uh, the crossover, changeover with Willard and Dibbs, and then Willard and Dibbs got into it a lot. It seems like, with the video that was circulating, Jimmy Garoppolo, bad play, Against the Broncos, they pick him up on the Jumbotron. Quote, your plays suck, man. That's what we think he said. I don't know. It looks like it. Maybe. He definitely says the word suck. That's all I know. So it's either he sucks, the plays suck, Kyle Shanahan sucks. All I know is we're finally getting some spicy Jimmy Garoppolo, and it's refreshing to see. I'm tired of handsome robot Jimmy. Coach speak. Uh, you know, it's a great group of guys out there. Tough loss, but we'll rebound. Great. Thanks, Jim. Go with the showers. It's nice to see. It's refreshing. It's nice to see Jimmy Garoppolo not sticking up for himself, but just, just be a, a human. I feel like I don't really know who Jimmy Garoppolo is as a person because he's just so generic all the time, and rightfully so. I mean, the way we treat athletes today, if they're not vanilla and they're too outgoing, then we rip them because, you know what, this guy cares about more about his brand than the team, yada, yada, yada. So I understand Jimmy who wants to be vanilla most of the time and give generic answers. I get it. That's what you want from your quarterback. You want the guy that's going to say the right thing, not throw anyone under the bus. That's the leader of your organization. So I understand. But this year, at least in Jimmy Garoppolo's mind, this is his last year at the Niners. He's going to leave. Trey Lance is going to be taken over, hopefully, by the start of next season, next training camp. And Jimmy's going to be on with another team and hopefully be a starting quarterback in the league. That's what he wants. That's all predicated, though. And I said this earlier in the week that Jimmy's playing with house money. I said that on Monday when people, 49ers fans, were upset that they saw him smiling after the game against Denver. And after that horrible, just worst game in his NFL career, the Obviously, he has the Orlovsky safety in the back of the end zone, which was a near pick six, which got Trent Williams hurt. He had the botched fumble that they lost, and he had a bad interception. Not 
to mention 50 skipped passes, it seemed like, just wounded ducks out there. But people were upset about that, and I said, hey, why does he care? He can smile all he wants. He's playing with that. He's gone after this year. You drafted his replacement. You brought him in here. He took my job. The only reason that I'm still here is because I had off-season surgery that lasted a long time for rehab. You guys needed me. There's Sam Lubman in the building. Getting that AC ready for me. Thank you, Sam. Appreciate it. Oh, yeah, there it is. Gets hot in the studio, and I am wearing a Henley long sleeve shirt that I had to roll up the sleeves for, but that's okay. I don't mind. But, like I was saying, Jimmy Garoppolo, he hangs his hat on being a nice guy. A good locker room presence. He's not going to give you distractions. The one distractions he's had so far in his NFL career has been taking out a porn star. Whatever. I don't care. Some people care because that's the face of your franchise. Maybe your quarterback should be doing that. Whatever. I personally don't give a rip. But a feud with your head coach could be eye-opening for other coaches around the league. This is the one thing I did not account for this year is a potentially rift in the Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo relationship. Now, it's always been a little rocky, I think. It hasn't always been the best. You see Kyle rip into him on the sideline a bunch. You see just they pan over to Kyle every time there's a mistake. Kyle obviously drafted his replacement, wanted to move on from Jimmy. He realized he had Brock Purdy as his backup and was like, okay, come back, Jimmy. So it's interesting to see this bad lip reading that we're calling it, Lipgate, and Jimmy Garoppolo seemingly ripping Kyle Shanahan's play calling on the field. Now, I'm not John Boy. Can't say it definitively. It's just what it looks like currently. But... It would go back to what we heard last week about having a, quote, freedom to run plays when Jimmy Garoppolo was talking to the media. You know, when he first became a 49er, he had that freedom to push the ball down the field, make calls to the line of scrimmage. Now, Kyle Shanahan wants the joystick. That's what we heard Mike Florio say on the morning roast. He wants to make the play calls. He doesn't want anyone to fix them. I'm smarter than you. You run the play. I don't think Jimmy likes that. I understand. You've been in the league nine years. You'd think you'd have some rope at this point. But Kyle, being the offensive quote-unquote genius that he is, he, he knows what's best. Jimmy didn't think so, according to the bad lip reading we all saw on Twitter. Quote, your plays suck, man. We'll see. I'm not sure. Definitely says the word suck. So whether it's him or Kyle Shanahan's play calling, maybe it's a combination of both because everything sucked on Monday. If you were checked that Sunday, if you're the San Francisco 49ers in a loss to the Denver Broncos, the Niners, they're looking ahead to the Los Angeles Rams on Monday Night Football at Levi's. We're going to be live all day there at 95-7 the game from Santa Clara, the Hilton at Santa Clara. That's going to be awesome. Sorry, Willard and Dibbs, Steiny and Goo. Damon and Ratto, it's going to be a lot of fun. And we'll lead you all the way up to kickoff there at Santa Clara. Big game. Huge game. If you're Kyle Shanahan and if you're Jimmy Garoppolo. This is a Rams team that you have historically dominated in the regular season. Against Sean McVay, you have just owned this team. Now, they didn't get the big one in the NFC Championship game last year. That stings. That's the one that's going to linger. If you're Sean McVay, that's all you want. It's like, hey, all those other regular season losses, whatever. I won the NFC Championship game, and I won the Super Bowl. Suck on that, Kyle. You know their rivals. Obviously really good friends. You see them talking on podcasts and whatnot in the offseason. They're great friends. But this is a game you got to win. You have got to win this game. Look at the line on that one right now. It's Niners minus two and a half. So they're, hey, they're the favorites. 
It's gone up. I think it was minus two yesterday. It's gone up half point. Money coming in on the San Francisco 49ers. So, I know you lost Trent Williams to the high ankle sprain, so that's going to be tough. But I'm looking at this defensive front for the 49ers against that Rams offensive line. They should eat. Nick Bosa, I'm expecting another two-sack performance. Drake Jackson, hey, he got a sack. Givens, all these guys. Armstead hopefully comes back. We'll see what the prognosis is on him. Kyle Manishan, check that. Kyle Shanahan talking to the media today. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to talk to the media today, I would assume. Maybe we get a little insight on the bad lip reading there. I'm sure he's not going to say anything. That's not what I said, he'll say. Although it would be something he says, yeah, I said that. His plays do suck. That would be great. Just for content alone. I'm hoping you say that, Jim. I don't think you will. But, like I said, if you're Jimmy Garoppolo, you need a bounce-back performance in the worst way. And you don't need to throw for 300 yards, three touchdowns. You don't need to do that. Just limit the turnovers. Make the right read. Make the right throw. Put your team in position to score points, and good things will happen. Far too often against the Denver Broncos, you saw that it was a nice positive step forward, followed by a sack, skipped pass, just bad play overall. And some of that is on Kyle Shanahan and the play calling, absolutely. Putting your quarterback in a position to win is huge. But at the same time, the quarterback... You're playing the sport, man. You got to hit the throws. Brian Baldinger was on the morning roast yesterday. He was talking about the decision making of one Jimmy Garoppolo. On the quarterback, I mean, it's the reason why they're the highest paid people on the field. Quarterback has to make decisions. The offense has to move. You have to fix things. Like even if the play isn't right, like you've got to make it work. Your decision-making, your accuracy, what you do with the football in your hands is why we basically watch the game. I mean, if you get backup scrub quarterbacks, it's unwatchable football yep. in this league. You know, I mean, so you, you saw you saw it last night to a degree, you know, from the Giants. I mean, your quarterback running around scrambling is an offense. Like, you you know, you might get first downs, but it's not an offense. The offense, the, the quarterback's job is to get the ball to your wide receivers. They're the mm-hmm. second-highest-paid players. They're <laughs> playmakers. you got to get the ball to them. Absolutely. George Kittle, I need to see more. One of the highest paid tight ends in the league, and I'm not seeing enough from that. I'm not getting the return on my investment if I'm Kyle Shanahan. If you want to be up there with the Travis Kelseys getting all those touchdowns, Mark Andrews this season, I need to see more. Debo Samuel, running the ball all the time, it's, listen... Michael Irvin, we played the cut yesterday. It's all about execution and that the offense isn't too vanilla. Well, defenses are loading up the box because they know Debo's going to run the ball. He's not going to get separation in the route tree. He does occasionally, but when he does get open, wide open, when Kyle Shanahan schemes him to that, Jimmy Garoppolo's throwing him air balls, jump balls, that should be house calls, but they're not. We're going to hear more from Brian Baldinger throughout the show. He had some great thoughts on this whole performance, this offensive just debacle in Denver. Also, Peter King, he joined Damon Rado yesterday. He had some interesting thoughts. He doesn't think that there is a rift between Garoppolo and Shanahan's relationship. I doubt they would have continued on with Jimmy Garoppolo a month ago if they found either Jimmy was so ticked off that the thought of walking in the building and playing for Kyle Shanahan again was detestable. And look, Kyle Shanahan may have individual feelings about Garoppolo that are not altogether positive. However, he also understands that Jimmy Garoppolo has been at the forefront of some gigantic wins in Kyle Shanahan's life regardless of how incredible he might have played. And the only reason I mention that is that Kyle Shanahan had to be thinking in the spring, 
let's not burn every bridge here. You know, let's just keep our options open because you never know. That was Peter King. Obviously, you know him from Football Morning in America, Pro Football Talk, writes for NBC Sports, longtime sports writer for the NFL. And yeah, he kept his options open. And it worked out. He lucked into this, by the way. I'm not buying the whole mastermind Kyle Shanahan. Like, he knew all along no one was going to sign him after that surgery, so they just hung on to him. Like, okay. We'll see. It's going to be interesting when the book comes out on this whole Jimmy G, Trey Lance thing a decade from now. I mean, it's not even going to be that. Maybe it'll be 20 years from now. It'll be fascinating. Kyle Shanahan, very just interesting guy overall. I can never get a read on him, and I think that's what he wants from you. He always wants just, you don't know what this guy's thinking. What is he going to do? He's going to zig when everyone else is going to zag. He's going to run the ball in a throwing league. Very interesting guy. But I think that's why a lot of fans are starting to question his leadership, right? Very surly, very standoffish to the media. I'm smarter than you kind of thing. Do you see what they're doing in Buffalo? Josh Allen runs. Okay. Sure. This is a really important season for Kyle Shanahan and the leadership. Because I see what Mike McDaniel's doing in South Beach, and so do 49er fans. I see him empowering his players. Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, Tua. They're having fun. They're winning. Beating the best teams in the league. 49ers? They might have a controversy between their head coach and quarterback. They might. Jimmy, he's speaking out a little bit more. And I hope he continues to do so. It's refreshing. Not only because I love the content, but because I like honesty. And I don't like boring answers. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. if you want to get involved. Comcast Business Text Line is always open at 888-957-9570. From the 510 Spadoni, I've been there with the kids. Hang in there. It gets better. Oh, yeah. He used to wake up, the little guy, Benny, multiple times a night. Just down to occasionally one. Sometimes there's day where he doesn't wake up. It's good. Sometimes. But most of the time, I still got to go down there, put him back to sleep, go back to my bed. It's a whole thing. But, hey, it's just sleep, am I right? You don't really need it. The 707. Jimmy didn't say, your plays suck, man. He said, quote, draw plays suck. Uh, That wasn't a draw play, so that doesn't make sense. There was not a draw play on that play. So, that would not make sense. Again, I'm not here to say that he said that. It's just what it looks like. The internet sleuths were on it. And I'm sure we'll never know the real answer because they'll lie when they're asked about it if they did say that. So, Lipgate, you'll just never know. He looked frustrated, that's all I know for sure. Jimmy Garoppolo did not look happy, and he shouldn't be. That was a horrible performance. Needs to bounce back in the worst way against the Rams. We'll see if he can do it. Monday Night Football at Levi's. Can't wait. I'm expecting a really great atmosphere. There's going to be a sense of urgency in that stadium. From the 510 Comcast Business Text Line, Shanahan comes off as entitled. A little bit. I mean, he's earned some of this arrogance, obviously. I mean, he took the team to the Super Bowl. He took a injured quarterback to the NFC Championship game, mostly on the defense. If anyone wants to, you know pop their collar right now. It's D'Amico Ryan's in that defense. They're the ones that are keeping the Niners in this thing. I am expecting a just hard-hitting NFC West divisional showdown here on Monday night. Bobby Wagner, he's a Ram now. You know him from Seattle. Aaron Donald, future Hall of Famer. 
been the best defensive player in the league now for it seems like a decade. Jalen Ramsey, you love to hate him. But on the flip side, you got Hufanga balling, you got Bosa, I want to see Drake Jackson some more, Mosley, Fred Warner. They're flying to the ball. That's all you want to see when you're watching your team play defense is as soon as you see that three-yard little quick slant or whatever or quick out to the sideline to the wide receiver, corners are flying. You see the linebackers flying. Everyone just goes to the ball, and that's something that D'Amico Ryans has preached throughout his tenure here as defensive coordinator. Find the ball, get the ball. Good things will happen. The 415. Jimmy's trying to pull Steve Young on George Seifert 2.0. So we on the way to the Super Bowl. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. It's a tough comp, Jimmy and Steve Young. The athleticism, I'm, I'm just not seeing it. The accuracy, the deep ball. Not the comp I would choose. They're both good looking guys, though. Maybe they've got that in common. Mike Holmgren joined the morning roast yesterday. You know Mike Holmgren, former San Francisco 49ers OC, back in their heyday, Bill Walsh, won a Super Bowl there, won a Super Bowl as head coach of the Green Bay Packers with Brett Favre, took the Seattle Seahawks to another Super Bowl against the Steelers, one of the worst officiated Super Bowls I've ever seen in my lifetime, got hosed in that one. He had some very interesting thoughts on Trey Lance, He had some interesting thoughts on Kyle Shanahan losing assistant coaches because that's been a storyline so far this season. Niners are 1-2. and You see Mike McDaniel out there. He's getting wins. His offense looks great. 49ers doesn't. Maybe that's something. You know, he lost Mike LaFleur. He went over with Bob Sala, who's not looking great with the Jets. I think this might be a... Final final year for Sala in New York. Things are just not looking good. His quarterback's not staying healthy. It is what it is. It's New York. They expect to win. It's tough. It's very tough. Very tough hiring defensive-minded head coaches in this, this league, too. Today's day and age. It's very, very difficult to get away with. And if your defense isn't playing well, then, yeah. Then you're really not going to make it. But it's an interesting thought. And Mike Holmgren was talking about Kyle Shanahan losing his assistance and how you can't let it affect him. Well, it, it can affect it. I mean, you, you have to, but the thing is, in Kyle's case, you know, he calls the game. Right. If, if you're hiring coordinators to do that, then I would say there's, there's a, there's a, a grow, you have to go through growing pains. Because, you know, they, they come in, they might have a little wrinkle to the system. They might have a different system. Maybe you hired them for, to get a different system. But that's not the case with the 49ers. So I think, uh, even though he's lost good coaches, mm-hmm. okay, the fact that he still calls the plays, you know, so that, that's going to be pretty solid. They're not, they shouldn't suffer because of that. They shouldn't be suffering with the loss, the loss of Mike McDaniel. We'll see. If you continue to see the Miami Dolphins scoring points and the San Francisco Diners not, I think you could follow the trail there. I think you absolutely can. Mike McDaniel, don't forget, he's been with the Shanahan's, not just Kyle, with Mike since 2005 prior to this year. 2005! It's a long time. It's damn near 16 years together. It's a close relationship. You don't just move on like that quickly. You don't. Brian Baldinger talked about it. I mean, I, I thought they would miss him, and I think they are. They, it, it just looks very beige, this offense. You know, I mean, if they, you've had to, got to color, put a color to it. It's just flat. I think Mike McDaniel's is a big loss because what Mike does 
nobody's really, really willing to, even if you're willing to put the time in, you don't know really what you're looking at. He, he just has that skill. And I thought it would, you can replace a running back coach. You can replace a run game coordinator. I mean, they get replaced all the time. But now somebody that is willing to do what Mike did. And so I thought it would show up. And look, you had one explosive run by Wilson. You're on your third running back. We understand that. One explosive run. Otherwise, I mean, they were struggling to get two yards of carry. And so it has looked like that for much of the season so far. It's looked like that. Without Mike McDaniel, beige. We're not looking for beige with the San Francisco 49ers offense. We're looking for red and gold. We're looking for pops. We're looking for big plays. We're looking for 60-yard... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Runs. We're looking for George Kittle to get the ball. Get it in his hands. Let him run. We're looking for open space. That's the Kyle Shanahan offense we've seen in the past. We need that this Monday. We need to see that at Levi's Stadium. And we're going to be all over that coverage on 95.7 The Game. We'll be at the Hilton in Santa Clara. Willard and Dibbs will get you started. you got Steiny and Goo, Damon and Ratto. They'll lead you all the way up. Got the kickoff show with Larry Kruger and Lo Neal from there. Following that, you got Kyle Madsen, Evan Giddings, Overtime. They'll get you all, all the way back to me at 5 a.m. on Tuesday morning. We'll be breaking it all down. I'm expecting a big 49ers win. And maybe it's not going to be a blowout like we've seen in the past all the time, but it's it's going to be a lower-scoring game. By the way, under's hitting at a historic rate so far this year in the NFL betting world. Just under's galore. And maybe it's these defenses just figuring out these offenses so far. The offenses need to catch up. Usually it's the other way around. But early in the season, that's historically the case. Is the defense come out more ready, more primed? Offenses looking a little janky. Boy, did they look like that in the Denver-San Francisco game. I don't think we'll see an offensive performance like that again this year. You better not, or problems are going to be happening in Santa Clara. I can promise you that. We have more to get to on the other side here on the pregame show. I am Joe Spadoni. Some other NFL storylines I want to get into regarding the AFC West. Derek Carr, Josh McDaniels, not looking good there. Could be the end of Derek with the Raiders. Been there a long time. But I'm going to tell you why it might be his last season here coming up right here on the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. This is the pregame show. I am Joe Spadoni. A little nicotina on a Wednesday morning. I'm mad at that here in San Francisco. Just getting off a graveyard shift. Just getting into your car, getting ready for work, going to school. Maybe you're a teacher out there. Welcome in. Thanks for joining us. 95.7 The Game. Got an awful lot to get to still. Bonte and Shasky on the morning roast right around the corner. They got a fun show today. I teased it earlier, and I didn't get into it yesterday. I didn't have the time. But the AFC West right now is struggling. And it was dubbed as one of the, if not the greatest collection of talent and possibly the greatest quarterback division in NFL history. Now, if you're just going off name value alone, it still is. When Derek Carr is your fourth best starting quarterback in the division... Something's good. Because Derek Carr, when he's on it, he's been a top 13, top 12 guy. Last year, I think he was. This year, not looking good. You got the Chiefs just losing out to win this Colts. 
Raiders are 0-3, obviously the only 0-3 team in the entire NFL. Chargers, they got injury problems. They just got popped against the Jaguars. They're 1-2. Broncos, they might have the worst offense in the NFL. They could easily be 0-3. They're 2-1. And that sets up a huge showdown in the AFC West in Vegas this Sunday. Raiders, Broncos. Raiders lose this game, they're done. And so is Derek Carr's tenure in Vegas. It's done. He has had all the excuses, and right, some of them valid throughout his entire career. He's had what? This is his sixth head coach. He's had Dennis Allen, Tony Sperano, Jack Del Rio, John Gruden, Rich Pisaccia, Josh McDaniels. It's not looking good. It's not. He was getting crushed on social yesterday. Not getting the ball to Devontae Adams enough. The guy you brought in, you know, from Fresno State, your best friend, the guy you you said you work all offseason with all the time. Yeah. Haven't seen much from him. He's got a touchdown in every game, but he's not getting the targets he needs. This is a team that made the playoffs last year. A year in which you lost your head coach six weeks through the season. The first six weeks to racist emails and misogyny. He got fired. A couple weeks after that, you lose your number one wide receiver in your first round draft pick a year prior, Henry Ruggs. He killed someone in a car accident. He was out for the season. You had a guy in Rich Pisaccia take over the team. That had never been a head coach, been in the league for 30 plus years, special teams guy. He leads you to the playoffs in the craziest game I've ever seen in my life that last that last week in Vegas against the Chargers. That almost ended up a tie. You won that game. You almost beat the AFC Championship Cincinnati Bengals. This all under Rich Bisaccia, a guy who's never coached in his league. This offseason, what do you do? You add Devontae Adams. You re-sign Hunter Renfro. You re-sign Darren Waller. You bring in Chandler Jones, Rocky Sin on the defensive side. Nate Hobbs takes another year. He's been playing well. You sign Max Crosby long-term. He was an all-second-team All-Pro last year. What are the excuses to be 0-3 right now? I don't want to hear them. I'm tired of giving this guy Derek Carr excuses. And Josh McDaniels, he's right up there for blame too. You're supposed to be one of the top offensive minds in the league. I'm starting to think this whole thing in New England, by the way, was just Tom Brady. And he covered up a lot of warts. Now don't get me wrong, those early years in New England was defensive. It was predicated on defense. Those first two Super Bowls, or two of the first three, you think of the Philly game, you think of the Rams one. That was A lot of that was defense. But you think of the Panthers one, they just scored 30-plus points. You think of how the points you got to score against the Legion of Boom in that fourth quarter. You think of that game, even in a loss against the Eagles, Tom Brady threw for like 550 yards. A lot of this was Tom Brady. And you saw that when he left to Tampa and won a Super Bowl there with Bruce Arians. A lot of this was Tom. And I think Josh McDaniels has been riding on Tom's coattails a lot long enough. He needs to start proving himself. His stint in Denver, that was a failure. I mean, the guy drafted Tim Tim Tebow. (laughs) He drafted Tim Tebow in the first round. That Josh McDaniels. I didn't like the hire at the beginning when the Raiders announced it. They paired him with Dave Ziegler, who's also coming from New uh, New England. And it's just not looking good. It's not. 0-3. Already fighting for your life this early in the season. It's a must-win game. Can't lose to this Denver team who has looked just suspect. Said it earlier, they could easily be 0-3. Niners probably should have beaten them. They didn't. They could have easily lost to the Houston Texans. They did lose to Geno Smith and the Seahawks. There's no excuses. I don't care if you're in a tough division and you're playing against Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert and Russell Wilson. I don't care. You made the playoffs last season. With a quote-unquote 
worst supporting cast. You bring in the best offensive player in the league in Devontae Adams. And he's pissed, and rightfully so. The team he just left, the Green Bay Packers, they're still 2-1. and one. It's just, just a joke. A disgrace. AFC West, my ass. This division stinks. Chargers are still the Chargers. Russell Wilson, his corniness, he stinks. Derek Carr stinks. Patrick Mahomes doesn't stink. He's good. But the Chiefs stunk against the Colts last week, a winless Colts team. Frank Reich, we were, we were talking about maybe he could be fired early on this season. The big win for Matt Ryan and them. They get the Bucks on Sunday Night Football. That'll be a fun game to watch. But the game right before that, leading up in Vegas, Broncos Raiders, it's a must win. And after that loss to Tennessee last week for the Raiders, Josh McDaniels, are, he's already getting closed-door meetings with the owner, Mark Davis. You know Mark Davis? He's a championship owner. Just won with the Las Vegas Aces. Brought in Becky Hammond, obviously, from the San Antonio Spurs. Hey, he's tasted that championship champagne. He wants it for his NFL team. The team that actually makes him a lot of money. Listen, that stadium is a cash cow for him already. He knows that. Everyone that's everyone circles Vegas now every year. When they see, oh, we're playing the Raiders this year? we got to make the trip out there. That stadium is going to just print money. Just from the location alone. And I heard the stadium's sweet, too. But if Mark Davis is anything like his father, Al Davis, which he's not, Head's got to roll if they don't make the playoffs this season. It would be extremely disappointing. Now, how it looks will matter. If they ended up going 9-8 and eight and they just miss out, okay. And the offense starts improving. But if they go 0-4, and, and trust me, they're going 0-5 if they lose this week because they've got the Chiefs on the Monday night in Arrowhead where Derek Carr has won once. Once. Yeah. They're going 0-5 then if they lose this week. And then I think the hot seat chatter gets really loud with Josh McDaniels and Derek Carr. By the way, they restructured Derek Carr. They gave him an extension on his contract. It was like three years, 100 plus million. But there is an out in that contract where it could easily just be a one year, see you later. And don't get it twisted. It's a lot easier for Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler to say, you know what? Derek Carr's just not the guy. Let's find our own. Let's trade for one. Hey, by the way, there's a guy in Santa Clara that knows your system. Jimmy Garoppolo. You don't think he'd love to come to Las Vegas? Huh? Oh, look, there's a lot of porn stars there. Sorry. Hey, Craig. How you doing? Craig Valentino. Board op extraordinaire. Technical producer. We love him here. I just need to go on that tangent. AFC West. It's a joke early on. I don't expect the Chiefs to be a joke for long. That was just a blip in their radar for the Colts. But the Chargers, they're still the Chargers until further noticed. They lost their left tackle. Joey Bosa's hurt. Herbert's hurt. Russell Wilson, Denver Broncos, they don't know what they're doing. Nate Hackett looks in over his head. Can't believe that guy beat Kyle Shanahan. That's one of the greatest upsets of all time. Nate Hackett beating Kyle Shanahan. 49ers should still be embarrassed after that loss. Not as embarrassing as the Las Vegas Raiders, though. 0-3. Derek Carr looks shook. Greatest talent he's ever had. Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, Devontae Adams. Near thrown to Mac Hollins. Don't get me wrong, Mac had a great game. He looked sweet. 100-plus yards, fantasy stud this week. Good on ya. But when you have Devontae Adams, I need 20-plus targets every single game. 20 targets on that guy. Give him all the 50-50 balls. He's going to come down with it. Darren Waller, I need you to catch the freaking ball in the end zone, too. Not just because I have you in fantasy. But you just, come on. I'm not going to blame Derek Carr for that. you got to catch the ball when it's thrown to you. That's 14 points out there. 
Got one more segment left in you. Thank you for letting me vent. This is the pregame show. I am Joe Spadoni. If you want to get involved, 888-957-9570. Aaron Judge. You know Aaron Judge. Plays the Bronx Bombers, New York Yankees. He's stuck on 60 home runs. Can he break Roger Maris's AL record? I'm going to tell you why he might not. And it's not the reason you think. That's coming up next right here on the pregame show. I am Joe Spadoni. This is 95.7 The Game. This is the pregame show. Welcome in. I am Joe Spadoni. Thanks for joining us here on 95.7 The Game. Bonte and Chasky, the morning roast right around the corner. Got one more segment left for you here. How y'all doing? If you're just getting off your graveyard shift, if you're heading out to school, to work, if you're a teacher, lawyer, whatever you're doing, garbage man or woman, thanks for joining in. Appreciate you. As always, you can chime in at 888-957-9570. The Comcast Business Text Line as well, 888-957-9570. If you're just joining us, I did my AFC West rant, most overrated division in sports currently. Derek Carr, most overrated quarterback in sports. A lot of you weighing in. 925 Raiders need to run the ball. Yeah, that'd be nice. Josh Jacobs is good. I'd like to see that too. I'd like to see that. But Josh McDaniels, New England, they like 50 running backs. Problem is, you don't have a James White on this team, Josh. Sorry. You don't. Brandon Bolden, he looks old. Amir Abdullah, old. Who's the cornier QB from the 510 on the Comcast Business Text Line? Russell Wilson, Let's Ride, or Derek Sucky Carr? It's a great question. I will put up with Wilson's, horny, uh, Wilson's corniness. Careful, almost said another word. His corniness, because he's actually won in the league. He's won something. He's won a Super Bowl. I could put up with that. Now... Broncos fans aren't putting up with it early, I'll tell you that. They were booing loud in Sunday night at Mile High against the 49ers. They were booing loudly at Nate Hackett. They were counting down the play clock against the Texans because they had so many delay of games. So it is trouble in paradise. For a lot of those teams, people thought we were going to make big splashes this season. The Broncos. They're sp- but Broncos are 2-1. and one. Not taking anything away from them. You are what your record says you are. They've earned those two wins. But it has not looked good. Chargers, on the other hand, they were a lot of people's preseason favorites. A lot of people were picking the Chargers or the Bills. They were in on them. But the Chargers, something's wrong. Something's cursed with that franchise, man. Whether it's injuries, whether it's the head coach going for it when he shouldn't, not going for it when he should, Brandon Staley, I don't... Maybe he's a fraud, too, just like McDaniels. Hack it. That's why it's always best to go with the best head coach in the division. Don't even look at... so like If you're looking just at talent, and it's pretty close, maybe there's a player here and there that puts another team's talent over the other, but you just look at coaches, it just gets so easy. Andy Reid is so much better of a head coach than the rest of those guys in that division. It's not even close. Andy Reid, future Hall of Famer, He's been doing it for years now, ever since I was a kid. Going to four NFC Championships games with Donovan McNabb. Doing the same with Patrick Mahomes now in the AFC side of the Chiefs. He's just so much better than the Staley's, the McDaniel's, the Hackett. It's not even a fair fight. That's why people were saying that they were sleeping on the, the Chiefs this season. That they, they think they were going to have a down year. Why? Because Tyreek Hill left? They have Andy Reid. You don't need Tyreek Hill. You have the Walrus. One of the best coaches in sports. I knew. And Evan Giddings, E-Dog, he's a big Chargers fan here. He's a producer, Steiny and Guru. You hear him on the weekends. You'll hear him with Kyle Matson on overtime this week. The postgame show. 49ers, Monday night against the Rams. Me and him were both saying, I don't know why people are sleeping on the Chiefs. 
They have Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. That's all you need. I'll take my chances with those guys. Same way I would have taken my chances with Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. Now there was a little spat with Eric Bieniemy last week, the offensive coordinator in KC, and Patrick Mahomes. I don't think that was much. Interesting to see if Bieniemy will get a head coaching gig. Or if a lot of people are just thinking, hey, it's still an Andy Reid product, even with Bieniemy calling the calls. But you can't sleep on good head coaching. You just can't. And Sean McVay, and if you're looking at the 49ers in that division, it's been McVay and Shanahan, neck and neck. Yeah, you got Cliff last year, but that looks like it's a dumpster fire. You had Pete Carroll there for a little bit, too. The only defensive guy, in the, the old guy, the defensive guy in the division. It is funny how they had the three youngest head coaches, all offensive, quote-unquote, gurus. And you got old Pete Carroll chewing his gum. Old man Pete, defensive guy. Has all the energy in the world. Maybe not as much as Sean McVay. And I can understand why Niners fans hate that guy. Running into the end zone, dapping up his players. It could be a little nauseating. But if you're playing for that guy, you love it. You love it. Tease it earlier. Get a little baseball talk in here before I toss it to the morning rose. Bonte and Chasky. T-minus seven minutes. They're fired up. they got a lot to get to today. got some good guests I'm going to get to you. Tease those guests for you here in a second. But Aaron Judge, he's stuck on 60. He's trying to break Roger Maris' AL home run record of 61. Walked four times yesterday in a win over the Blue Jays in Toronto. I think that's the right move if you're a pitcher. You don't want to be the guy that gives up the game, or the, the record tying that is, or the go-ahead record home run. That's what I'm doing. I'm not giving you anything, Judge. I'm not giving you jack. If I could intentionally walk you, I will. You don't want to be that guy. Now, it sucks as a viewer, and it sucks if you're a Yankees fan, and you see all the Yankees fans booing, don't walk him, we want to see the home run. I get it. Trust me. Chicks dig the long ball. Everyone wants to see the home run. It's the cool one of the cooler records out there. Now, it's not the real home run record. That's Barry Bonds, as we all know. But it's a cute AL record, 61 home runs. Not taken away from his accomplishments this year. The more exciting record for me this season was the Pujols one. And that was so sick, by the way. We've just had so much 49ers talk to get to. I didn't even get a chance to talk about Albert Pujols getting to 700 at Dodger Stadium, a team he played for last season. Going two jacks, Chavez Ravine on a Friday night. It was beautiful out there. Apple TV it was a national broadcast. So cool. So cool. And I'm glad it happened in a place like that. I was talking with Kyle, as opposed to like a Miami or, I don't know, a bad team this year. Hell, even the Coliseum. I'm sure actually it would have been. We would have gotten an extra, what, 500 people there for the Pujols home run? Tell you what, if it was at the call, you'd get a good chance of getting that 700 ball. A lot of empty seats. I still love the Collie, though. Maybe a dump, but it's my dump. Damn it. But Aaron Judge. He's a guy that a lot of Giants fans are looking at. He's the guy, right? You want to go all in on him. There's been people in the front office alluding to him that they're going to make a run for him. I'm willing to bet they're going to give him, try to give him the most money. But don't get it twisted, Giants fans. You're up against the Dodgers, the Mets, and the Yankees. Those are the big boys. Those are the boys in the offseason that actually get it done when it comes to free agency. They get it done. They're not finishing in second place. Well, the Mets might be in their division, but they made the playoffs. But when it comes to free agency, they're not getting second place. You look at all the free agents they brought in this past offseason. You look at the guy like the Mets. Even if they're smaller acquisitions, Mark Canna has been clutch for them. Starling Marte, right? Nice acquisitions there. You look at the Yankees. They're the Yankees. 
They always spend. Always. I think it was Aaron Judge wearing a sweatshirt the other day. It said New York or nowhere. Maybe that's a statement. Maybe he stays. Maybe it's not with the Yankees. Maybe it's with the New York Mets. But if you're the Giants, you have got to go all in on this guy. I don't care what the number of years are. I don't care the amount of money. You need some juice in that ballpark. You just need some excitement again. And Aaron Judge is going to provide that. His childhood team that he grew up rooting for. He's got a Buster Posey poster in his room. I would like to see Buster Posey be involved in negotiations. He's a part owner now. Get that guy in there. If he's not the best guy to be talking to, get someone in that can represent the team well. Will, hell, Will Clark. I don't know. Get someone in there that'll close. Because that's the problem with the Giants. They haven't been able to close on any of these guys. They couldn't close on Mike Stanton, a.k.a. Giancarlo Stanton. They couldn't close on Bryce Harper. And I know the Stanton one was different. It was a trade. There was a bunch of other stuff going on. He didn't want to come here, yada, yada, yada. Make him want to come here. Talk to him. Entice him. That was a problem this offseason with Seiya Suzuki. Walked around the place. I don't like San Francisco. Saw a lot of grimy stuff on the streets. Didn't feel safe. That's a thing. So take him around to the nice spots. Show him what it could be. What your life could be around here. Come on, Farhan. You need to start showing out. Because this is a historically bad season for the Giants, coming off in a historically great one. They're what? Two games under 500 now? Three games? There's a chance to finish under 500 after winning 100 games. That is rarely done in Major League Baseball history. Rarely done. My time's winding down here on the pregame show. Thanks for joining us, everybody. I am Joe Spadoni. As always, you can get involved at 888-957-9570. It's Comcast Business Text Line as well. Bonte and Shasky are coming up next. They got Bobby Fitzgerald. Fitz! At 8 o'clock. Love Fitz.